Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and you'll especially want to take a listen to this as we get into some very serious things. So with that being said, let's have a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we get into this topic. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for being with us this day. Lord, I ask that you Continue to give us wisdom and help and lead and guide and direct us. Help us to know what you would have us to do. Help us to trust in you through these times that we are living in. Help us to put our health first and also to educate others about the health and what they can do to help improve what they are doing and how to prevent diseases. And we ask that you continue to lead and guide us as time is coming to a rapid close. And we ask all these things in your precious, holy, wonderful son's name. Amen. Today have with me my mother Renee. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. And what we want to talk about is what's going on currently, which is the coronavirus. Yes. It is a big deal. And I guess the first question we should answer is what is the coronavirus? Well, it's a large family of viruses and it's estimated to cause about a third of all cases of the common cold. And the most common forms can cause mild to moderate illness in people, while other forms circulate among animals animals, including camels, cats, and bats. And then the COVID-19 is a viral respiratory illness caused by a coronavirus that has not been found in people ever before. And it's not caused by the same coronavirus that caused SARS in 2003 or, or Middle East Respiratory Syndrome coronavirus in 2012. It is in the same family of viruses, however. But because this is a new virus, there's still things we don't know, such as how severe it can be, how well it is transmitted between people and other features of the virus. And when there's more information provided, I mean, when there's more information available, it will be provided, I'm sure. So what are some of the symptoms from COVID-19? Well, according to the CDC, patients who are confirmed with COVID-19 have a mild to severe respiratory illness, and they have a fever, a cough, and shortness of breath. And some patients have had other symptoms like achy muscles, headaches, sore throat, or even diarrhea. And those can appear two to 14 days after exposure. So it's kind of similar to the flu. It is, but it's more deadly. More serious, yes. So how long should you stay at home if you're sick with this disease? Well, if you have symptoms of a respiratory disease like fever, coughing, muscle aches, sore throat, headache, you should stay home at least seven days. And for three days with no fever, and improvement of respiratory symptoms, whichever is longer. So your fever should be gone for three days, and that's without using any kind of medicine to reduce your fever, which we shouldn't do anyway unless the fever is very, very high because a fever is actually a friend, and it helps fight the infection. So if you have a fever and coughing, let's say, for four days, then you need to stay home three more days with no fever, for a total of seven days. Or if you have a fever and coughing for five days, then you'd need to stay home three more days and that would be a total of eight days. So how does this spread? How does any virus spread really? Well, the COVID-19 is the virus is thought to spread mainly from person to person through respiratory droplets produced when a person coughs or sneezes who has the infection. So it's really important to cover your mouth when you cough very, and sneeze. Very, very much, yes. And not just cover it with your hand 
hand, but you need to cover it with a Kleenex or something that you can throw away. You don't even want to sneeze into a hanky because I watched a video the other day about a guy who sneezed in the hanky and they did some kind of dye on the that they put in his mouth before he sneezed and gave him something to make him sneeze. He didn't have the virus, but this was just to show how it works. And when he sneezed, that hanky was all full of this blue dye and it went right through the hanky. And it went all over this place where they had measurements on it and they said that wasn't very effective because then you're touching the hanky and it can go right through that. Now if you had something really thick that would be different but anyways they suggested that sneezing into a handkerchief was not good besides mostly people who carry handkerchiefs nowadays are men and then what do you do after you sneeze or cough in it or blow your nose? They put it back in their pocket. That's not good. And the other thing they showed was coughing just with your hand and that wasn't good because that spread lots of viruses. I think it was up to 70 feet away or something like that and the last thing they showed was coughing in your elbow which they said was the best but from the things I've read if you cough in your elbow or sneeze in your elbow those viruses can still live on your clothing and you can still infect someone especially if you go and turn around and hug someone which you know they say not to do anyway but if you have no access to Kleenexes then your elbow is your best bet right if you don't have access to something that's your best bet or even well I guess you could pull your shirt up over your mouth too if you know you couldn't get to your elbow in time but just don't cough in your hand and make sure you cover your mouth at least I mean that not covering is the worst and wash your hands often often yes wash 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 your hands all the time every time wash your doorknobs wash faucets because you go in the bathroom you turn on the faucet with dirty hands and you wash your hands then you shut the faucet off and if there's germs on there you've just reinfected yourself right so it's also possible that a person can get the COVID-19 by touching a surface or object which has the virus on it which is why you said we need to clean the surfaces of everything very diligently because we don't realize how many things that people touch or we touch that can have germs and diseases on it right and people are the most contagious they say when they're the sickest so that's when they have the most symptoms probably like when they're full blown and knees and coughing, aches and pains and, you know, feeling really miserable, fever. And some spread might be possible before people show symptoms. There's been reports of that occurring with this new coronavirus, but it's not thought to be the main way it spreads. But take the same precautions are recommended for avoiding the cold and the flu. And stay home. That's the biggest thing. So many people get sick and they go to work or go to the dentist or go to the grocery store or wherever, you know, go out and about and they spread the virus. Now with this, there have been announcements made saying that things are shutting down and you can't be in a group of people because this is a very serious disease and that's how the Spanish flu was spread and how all of these serious epidemics were spread because people just didn't stay home and stay safe. So now it's mandatory. Yes, this is spreading faster than the Spanish flu did in 1918 and they forecast millions to be affected. So we really need to be proactive and how we are proactive is following all the laws of health. Back in 1918 when the Spanish flu was rampant, Seventh-day Adventists were known not to die because of the laws of health and natural remedies. So it's the same for this virus. We have to obey the 14 laws of health, but nine of them are our most important.
important in this situation. The, the eight that everybody knows of and one that most people forget about is how they dress, which we'll get into that sometime and do a whole podcast on that. So what are the eight laws of health? It goes by an acronym called New Start or God's Plan, and there's others, I'm sure, but the one most people are familiar with is New Start. And N is for? Nutrition. E is for? Exercise. W is for? Water. S is for? Sunshine. T is for? Temperance. A is for? Air. R is for? Rest. And T is for? Trusting in divine power or trusting in the Lord. Right. Every single one of these laws has been scientifically proven to increase our health, longevity, and quality of life. In the Bible, in Psalms 91.10, it says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Simply put, medics found that severely ill flu patients nursed outdoors recovered better than those treated indoors. A combination of fresh air and sunlight has prevented the deaths among the patients and infections among the medical staff. And there is scientific support for this. Research shows that outdoor air is a natural disinfectant. Fresh air can kill the flu virus and other harmful germs. Equally, sunlight is germicidal and there is now evidence it can kill the flu virus as well. Exactly. And fresh air is a wonderful disinfectant. Patients treated outdoors were less likely to be exposed to the infectious germs that are often present in conventional hospital wards because there's no clean air getting in. And they were breathing clean air in what must have been a largely sterile environment. We know this because in the 1960s, Ministry of Defense scientists proved that fresh air is a natural disinfectant. Something in it, which they called the open air factor is far more harmful to airborne bacteria and the influenza virus than indoor air. They couldn't identify exactly what the open air factor is, but they found it was effective both at night and during the daytime, which is what Ellen White tells us in the Spirit of Prophecy. The Lord knows before these people know. Exactly. Their research also revealed that the open air factor's disinfecting powers can be preserved in enclosures. If ventilation rate are kept high enough. Significantly, the rates they identified are the same ones that cross-ventilated hospital wards with high ceilings and big windows were designed for. But by the time the scientists made their discoveries, antibiotic therapy had replaced open-air treatment. Since then, the germicidal effects of fresh air have not featured in infection control or hospital design. Yet harmful bacteria has become increasingly resistant to antibiotics. The Spirit of Prophecy tells us quite a bit about fresh air. For one thing, it says it's better than medicine in Councils on Health, page 55. It's required for blood purification, Councils on Health, page 55. Our health requires it, Ministry of Healing, page 274 and 275. It's health restoring, MM 232. It's more than medicine, Councils on Diet and Food, 419. It's not an enemy to our health, 2T 533. It needs to be prescribed for the sick, MM 234. It's a remedial agency, 2S. SM 291, and it's tenfold more beneficial than indoor labor, FE 73.3. We should also walk in it daily, CH 52, unless, of course, it's raining and storming outside. Right. Also, it's great.
great for sick persons, CH 55.1. Lung fever patients need air, 2SM305. Sick persons need air, MH264. Invalids should begin to moderately take in the air supplies, and that's found in Second Testimonies 535. Also, lack of fresh air leads to acute diseases, First Testimony 703. Our blood moves sluggishly without fresh air, 1T702. Our blood is even poisoned without fresh air. And our body is weakened, Ministry of Healing 274. Our brain is enfeebled without fresh air, 2SM436. People get depressed without fresh air, 2SM459. And diseases are caused from the lack of fresh air. Councils on Health 62. And then our entire system suffers from a lack of fresh air. 2T526. Also, you can get more fevers. And you can find that in First Testimony 703. Your health gets injured by lack of fresh air, CH173 through 174. And lack of air also leads to murdering yourself. You're basically destroying yourself so much that you're going to end up dead because of it. Your liver gets diseased by lack of fresh air, and your lungs get diseased also. And you can find both of those things in First Testimony 701. Thousands are dead because of lack of fresh air, and we can see that through the coronavirus and how that's being affected through our bodies. And you can find that in CD419. The vital organs are weakened by lack of fresh air for SGA138. And it causes weakness in the body, First Testimony 702 through 703. So fresh air is very important for us. Yes, it is. It's vital. And we don't want to leave our windows closed day after day after day. Even if it's cold out, you need to open up your windows for a little while and get some fresh air in the house because breathing the same stale air in over and over and over is absolutely dangerous to your health. And you know what else is really good? Hot air in order to kill the virus. What are the degrees that we should get to kill the virus for hot air? Well, I was uh, listening to uh, a video and uh, they were talking about breathing in hot air to kill viruses, any kind of virus that if you have a sinus infection or a cold or anything, usually up in your nose and in your head. And they said that in order to kill it, you need 133 degrees Fahrenheit or 56 degrees Celsius. But one of the best ways they said you can do that is to go in a sauna, but not everybody has that opportunity to do that. So they told about another way that you can do it, and that is by using a blow dryer. And what you do is you turn it on and you put it towards your face on your sinus area and hold it as long as you can. But what you have to do is turn the dryer on low and cup your fingers over the air intake to slow the airflow and that will increase the output temperature. And so then you take a spray bottle with just water in it and you spray it upward onto your face and into your nose from about four inches away. And the flow of hot air causes the water to evaporate, keeping your face and nose cool while allowing the heat and the steam to penetrate deeply into your nose and your sinuses. And so then you take some slow deep breaths through your nose with your mouth closed for five minutes. And if you're having discomfort, you can turn the blower dryer aside in between breaths so that the warm air is uh, directed toward your face and nose only when you're inhaling. And then spray just after exhaling as needed to keep your face cool and your nostrils moist. And so um, the goal is to raise the inside of your nose and sinuses to a temperature of 133 degrees to kill coronavirus. Then step three is after you pause for an hour, you do this five minute treatment once again. And if you don't have any symptoms at all, 
you can do this twice a day, two cycles. And if you do have symptoms, you need to do this five times a day until your symptoms disappear. And this will also kill common cold symptoms if you do it at the first sign of getting a cold. So I thought that was really interesting and a unique way to kill some viruses. And most people do have a hairdryer, so it would work. That's very interesting. Another thing is how sunlight affects the influenza and diseases. And we're going to get into that a little bit now. Putting infected patients out in the sun may have helped these patients because it inactivates the influenza virus. We're talking about all of the viruses that have ever gone before and all of the viruses that will come again. It also kills bacteria that causes lung and other infections in hospitals. During the First World War, military surgeons routinely used sunlight to heal infected wounds. They knew it was a natural disinfectant. What they didn't know is that one advantage of placing patients outside in the sun is they can synthesize vitamin D in their skin if the sunlight is strong enough. This was not discovered until the 1920s. Low vitamin D levels are now linked to respiratory infections and may increase susceptibility to influenza. Also, our body's biological rhythms appear to influence how we resist infection. New research suggests they can alter our inflammatory response to the flu virus. As with vitamin D, at the time of the 1918 pandemic, the important part played by sunlight in synchronizing these rhythms was not known. But the thing is, God always knows what's best for us, and he knew long ago that sunshine was very beneficial for us. And in the 1800s, Ellen White talks about how good it is. Yes. Well, sunshine is very excellent for our health. Nature is God's physician. We're told in councils on health, the pure air, the glad sunshine, the beautiful flowers and trees, the orchids, the vineyards, and outdoor exercise amid these surroundings are health-giving, the elixir of life. Then it says in FE, page 73, nothing short of nature's invigorating air and sunshine will fully meet the demands of the system. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, it is. Sunshine, as we said, is a great remedy if you're sick. Without it, we would die. Yes. Because we need sunshine sunshine. Plants need it. We need it. It's essential for life for anything living. Yes. 2SM 298.3 says fresh air and sunshine, cheerfulness within and without the institution, pleasant words and kindly acts. These are the remedies that the sick need. Yes. Pure air, good water, sunshine, the beautiful surroundings of nature. These are his means for restoring the sick to health in ways. To the sick, it is worth more than silver or gold to lie in the sunshine or in the shade of the trees. Councils on Health, page 166. MM 225.1 says, the sick should be educated to have confidence in nature's great blessings which God has provided. And the most effective remedies for disease are pure soft water, the blessed God-given sunshine coming into the rooms of the invalids, living outdoors as much as possible, having healthful exercise, eating and drinking foods that are prepared in the most healthful manner. Amen. MM232 also says, I will do my utmost to show the life-giving power of sunshine and fresh air. The two things we've been talking about. How much better it is for the sick to be in the open air than within four walls. So even if you're sick, don't be afraid to go outside or even open a window and get some fresh air in it. The air should not be blowing directly on the sick person, but even a, another room it can come in on or a, a window that's not right directly 
by the bed or wherever they're laying. And now that the weather is getting beautiful out and the sun is coming out more often, this is a really great time to get out there and put on extra layers if you have to. Just get out in the fresh air and sunshine. Well, another thing is, even if it's cloudy, you can still go outside and get sunshine. Even though you don't see it, it is still there and you will still benefit from it. The only time you won't benefit is if it's raining and so you don't need to go outside then. But you want to go outside every single day. 2SM289.2 says, The Lord has provided antidotes for diseases. By using the blessings provided by God for our benefit, we are cooperating with Him. He can use water and sunshine in healing maladies brought on by indiscretion or accident. So those natural remedies such as water treatments, sunshine, getting that good water inside of you, fresh air, walking, all of the things we've mentioned is very important, especially in times like these. Yes, it is. And another excellent, excellent remedy for any kind of lung infection or respiratory problem, do the hydrotherapy, the hot and cold. That's excellent. So what you do for hydrotherapy is you want to boil some water and you want to have a bowl of ice cold water with ice cubes in it. And with the boiling hot water, you take a towel, you dip it in there and you wring it out and then you put that on another towel and you lay it on the patient's chest for three minutes and then you take it off and you put the cold towel on next for 30 seconds and you repeat that three times for your chest and your back and you do that three times a day for seven days and it will help you tremendously. Right. We're told in HL, make use of the remedies that God has provided. Pure air, sunshine, and the intelligent use of water are beneficial agents in the restoration of health. And that's on page 247, paragraph 3. To refuse the remedies which they may as well have as not without paying a doctor's fee, to neglect to let into every room in the house God's pure air and sunshine shows a lack of faith in Him, which is in MM 262.2. So when we aren't doing these things that are natural that God has given us, we're showing a lack of faith that He can heal us from all of the diseases, and we are promised that He can heal us from all diseases. Yes, Psalms 103, 1-3. Jesus asked if He would find faith when He returns to the earth. And remember, in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So we need to have faith. Now, sunshine helps with the following things. It gives us strength when we're weak. It reduces our stress and also helps with depression. It improves lung problems like asthma, pneumonia, bronchitis, and it also helps reverse colds and flu and strengthens our immune system and many other things which we can get into at another time. Yes, so a lot of people are really concerned about this coronavirus, but we just have to trust the Lord and we have to obey the laws of health and eat properly is one of them, exercising, the water, all the things we talked about. And we don't want to end on a negative note. So we're going to read a few quotes that are positive. And the first one is in Signs of the Times, April 4th, 1900, paragraph 9, it says, All who put their trust in God will come off more than conquerors. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as a light and thy judgment as a new day. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. 
Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. The salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Amen. We must do our part and the Lord will do his part. Right. In ST September 2, 1897, paragraph 14, it says, The righteous have ever obtained help from above. How often have the enemies of God combined to destroy the character and influence of a few simple persons who trusted in God. But because the Lord was for them, none could prevail against them. Only let the followers of Christ be united and they will prevail. Let them be separated from their idols and from the world, and the world will not separate them from God. Christ is our present all-sufficient Savior. In Him, all fullness dwells. It is the privilege of Christians to know that Christ is in them of a truth. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. All things are possible to him that believeth. And whatsoever things we desire when we pray, if we believe that we receive them, we shall have them. This faith will penetrate the darkest cloud and bring hope to the drooping, desponding soul. It is the absence of this faith and trust which brings perplexity, distressing fears, and surmisings of evil. God will do great things for his people when they will put their entire trust in him. Christ will prove a never-failing source of strength, a present help in every time of trouble, and this is definitely a time of trouble. Yes, it is. One last quote is 9 Manuscript Release, page 288. Rest in the Lord. Your mind may often be clouded because of pain. Then do not try to think, but just rest, and show that you have committed your soul to God as unto a faithful creator. It is your privilege to show in your weakness and suffering that you do not doubt the love of God toward you, that you know that he is faithful who has promised, and that you trust soul and body in his hands, that he will keep that which is committed to his trust. We need faith and we need trust, and God knows all about this coronavirus. He is in charge, and whatever he allows to happen, we just have to to trust him. So let's review quickly what we've discussed. First, we need all of the natural doctors. And what was the acronym again? New Start. And what does it stand for? Nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, and trust in divine power. Which is the Lord. And dress, which we did not go into much, but dress is one of the forgotten laws of health. Those are the eight main ones, but dress is also very, very important. We have to dress properly in order to have good and perfect health. Perfect circulation by covering our limbs and extremities equals perfect health, we are told. And we'll get into that at another time. But remember that with all of this going on, we know what is coming. We know that Jesus is soon going to appear in the clouds of glory, and we need to be ready for this. And this is one of the signs of the time that our time is getting near to the end. So we need to prepare our hearts and our minds and be ready. And now more than ever, the medical missionaries, we need to get studying on our natural remedies so that we can help with when sicknesses like these come. Right. This is going to be a time when the health message is going to come in real handy to help people and lead and guide them to how they can have better health. And that's why I think it's really important that we did this because a lot of people are going to be scared because this is bigger than all of the other diseases that have happened lately. I mean, I remember when the swine flu came out and that was nowhere near the panic oh, no. that this has set in. Nothing has shut down everything like this coronavirus has. 
says, this is the worst I've ever seen in my life. And we are told that Satan, as time gets closer, Satan controls more of these powers. But that is why it is really important that we have that faith and trust in the Lord so that when our foundation is shaken and these pestilences come and the natural disasters come, that we are not afraid. We can trust that the Lord will be with us and lead us through. Right. Great controversy says that Satan uses all his power to control the elements as far as God allows. So as far as God allows is the key there. God is still in control. He is allowing Satan to control the elements, to cause disasters and all kinds of bad things. But God still is in control and he knows what's best. And we just have to have that faith and that trust in him. Amen. And the Lord will see us through. And just think when we are in heaven and we no longer have to worry about any sickness or any disease and we don't have to worry about any of the things that goes on in this world. It will be so nice. So anyway, that's what we know about the coronavirus and we uh, hope and pray that none of you get it. But if you do, remember to eat healthy and get that sunshine and that fresh air and do those water treatments and stay off of sugar and junk food and eat lots of citrus and bell peppers. Red bell peppers are high in vitamin C. Also do what you can with natural remedies, ginger, lemon, honey. Also another really great thing is elderberries. Try making your own elderberry syrup if you can. Order it from a health food store. Just elderberries and follow the directions on the packaging and you'll be great. Another wonderful thing is to try to get some zinc and collodial silver. Those things will really help you. And one final thing is grapefruit seed extract. That stuff is really, really great. And obviously there's a lot more that we could mention here, but those are just to name a few. Garlic is very important. That's the number one natural antibiotic. Crush that garlic up and take it with meals because if you take it raw on an empty stomach, most people complain if they take it on an empty stomach, it'll bother their stomach. But take that raw garlic when you're eating, just crush it up when you're ready to swallow, put it in your mouth and swallow it with your chewed up food and it does wonders. If you would like some natural remedies for this cold and flu season and for the coronavirus or anything like that, you can get in touch with my mom and she'd be happy to help you. She's a medical missionary. She knows her stuff. So what is your email address? It's just renee.busher at gmail.com. And that's R-E-N-E-E dot B-U-S-H-O-R at gmail.com. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and talking about all of this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Very informative. And we'll be praying for all of you during this time. And please pray for us. And remember, once you know this, share it with others so that they can know the truth and that they can help other people. And remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So when these people start seeing how healthy we are and what we're doing helps and heals from the coronavirus, they want to know more about the God that we serve. Yes. With all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.